0: And I offer a guided meditation on the four Brahma-viharas. They're sometimes called the four divine abidings or the four immeasurable mind states. And uh, probably have heard about those before. Metta, loving-kindness, or friendliness. Karuna, or compassion. Mudita, or sympathetic joy. And ubeka um, or equipoise or equanimity, and they're called immeasurable mind states because you know if the mind is in that state for some time, you know we don't experience the hindrances, and the mind you know feels like boundless because there's no limits to these four uh, qualities. And we're going to start, you know, we just finding a posture you can sustain <coughs> for 45 minutes or so. And just coming again, you know, to the main, main object of meditation we were working with, which is just simply the body sitting and breathing in and breathing out. Just arriving here in the hall. Do that for a few minutes, and then. As so, you know, we have introduced to you several different techniques, quote unquote, you could apply, and this is just another one. You know, to condition the mind temporarily, so you get a taste of. What it is when the mind is not caught up in thinking. And you know, bringing your awareness to the center of your the chest, where the heart is, the heart chakra rather. You know this, this is a place where we feel a lot. There's a very tender and a, a tender place easily affected. So we often tend to be quite defended in that area, kind of in the posture. And just bringing the shoulders back, and just opening the chest area, just feeling that sensitivity there. And then bringing up uh, an image, you know of something or someone you know, who really touches your heart, can be like a little pet or baby or something sweet, you know, which kind of ignites that feeling of loving-kindness, and metta. Like little young things are very good at that, you know, babies and puppies and so on. And just noticing another you know, feeling which wells up from the heart, just naturally, because we are built like this. You don't have to make it happen. It's there somewhere. It's a natural response. Just holding that you're know, feeling close to your heart. Just simply paying attention to that matter, even it's maybe just very tender, very little, but just being with it. Like if you pay attention to a candle flame and you protect it, you know, with your with your hands so that the wind doesn't blow it out. Just like that, paying attention carefully and allowing it to. Come forward. And if you you think you're losing it again, just flash that image. Mm -hmm. Maybe you you notice a smile on your face. A natural you know well-wishing which wells up from the heart. sense of care and concern and tenderness. Just paying attention to that, and allowing it to fill your chest and then go beyond to another body kind of radiating as far as it likes to. There's no you know no need to crank anything up, just let it naturally flow forth, you know feeling your whole body and then maybe, you know, radiating out from your body into the room you can give it a color if you like, if that helps radiating out through, through throughout the meditation room, out, you know, throughout the area around Whatever it wants to do, just let it radiate. And when you notice your mind wanders off into thinking about something, just gently bring it back and start again. And then, you know, (coughs) resting into that boundless radiation. It's a temporary liberation of the mind through matter. It's like the sun at noon, which shines on everything in the same way. It doesn't make any, you know, it doesn't have any favorites or preferences. It shines on everything in the same way. That is what Metta is all about. Can you picture your picture like the sun in your chest, midday sun? And meta is the opposite of ill will. So wishing may all beings have happiness and the causes of happiness. May all sentient beings have happiness and the causes of happiness. And then we can, you know, imagine that same being which you have been visualizing before. Imagine that being, you know, in distress in some way. And then, like just some kind of hardship. And then seeing, you know, how the heart automatically, you know, responds with uh, compassion which is different from matter. It's a different feeling. It's a, it can be compared, you know, with the sun setting in the evening. It's coming, bends towards, you know, that which is less fortunate than we are right now. Karuna. It's also a natural response of the heart. Feeling, you know, feeling how the, the energy in the heart area shifts, effortless. You don't have to do that. And then again, you know, holding that close to your heart, like protecting a candle flame in the wind. and Noticing the shift. You know, all of those mind states, they're all different vibrations and we can, you know, can get to know those and through doing those exercises, you know, we can become more proficient in for them to come forth in appropriate situations. And Karuna is the opposite of cruelty. May all beings be free from suffering and the causes of suffering. May all beings be free from affliction. Allowing that energy to radiate through your body and maybe further out, just allowing it to do naturally what it it is doing. No need to push it in any way to be stronger or anything. May all beings be free from suffering and the causes of suffering. So this again is a temporary liberation of the mind through compassion. Then we can shift to mudita, or it's called sympathetic joy, which is the opposite of envy and discontent. You know, rejoicing in the good fortune of others. So we can imagine this little being experiencing some kind of success. You know, like a mother being happy if her child is successful, let's say in school or sports. This kind of uplifting feeling in the heart like when the sun rises in the morning and maybe reflects in all of the dewdrops on the meadow. The brilliance of that mind state. It's it's like the sun coming up. It's, It's an uplifting energy in the chest and again you know protecting it in the beginning so it can come forth it's a feeling of you know, some glo- a glory something like that you know we we'll want to kind of raise your arms up it's like this strong upward movement you know there's a wish of of, of, uh, may all beings find joy in the wholesome Or we can say, you know, male beings never be separated from the sublime bliss, free from all suffering. May all beings never be parted from the sublime place, free from all suffering. And then the last of the four Brahmaviharas is Upeka, or equanimity, equipoise. And you know, we can imagine it like a grandmother, you know, who has already seen everything and is not so anymore so alarmed by whatever happens, success or failure. Not like the mother maybe who is much more, you know, kind of impacted but more like someone who has lived a long time and knows everything is changing. And has this sense of uh, unshakability. It's more like the full moon, cool and you know, steady, reflecting all three other Brahma Viharas, the Metta, Karuna, and Mudita. It's again like a different energy quality in the heart. The long-term view. The opposite of of, uh, lust and aversion. You know, allowing others to take responsibility for their own actions. May all beings rest in equanimity, free from attachment or aversion to those near and far. There's a sense of steadiness and strength May all beings take care of their own happiness. Or well, may all beings learn to take care of their own happiness. And giving those beings the space to learn The coolness of the full moon. The light is coming from the sun, but it's a different kind of light. The true equanimity is informed by Metta, Karuna, and Mudita. Otherwise, it can easily degenerate into not, you know, not being bothered. Indifference. Indifference is a kind of shutting down whereas equanimity is an (coughs) opening up from a place of stability and steadiness and care at the same time. And just allowing that Equanimity to radiate out throughout your chest area, the body into the room and <coughs> out into the universe. Not pushing for it, but just letting it flow. And feeling you know, that we all have this connection, this reservoir We don't have to do anything to fill that up. It's just there. We all draw on the same reservoir. If we tune into it, we can all connect with it. And that's a temporary liberation through equanimity, seclusion from the hindrances, temporarily. (coughs) And then, you know, when it comes to the end of the meditation, then it's important to also notice, you know, also this... uh, Temporary liberation is impermanent. It has a beginning, a middle and an end, like everything. You know, then it's, it's caused, you, know, by causes and conditions which we put into place, and then when it's time to move on, then letting it go. But knowing, you know, when the time has come for it, we can come back to it. So allowing it, you know, to fade away without hankering after it. And then just dropping it, you know, letting it go. Like my first teacher always said, you know, throwing it back to nature it belongs to nature it doesn't belong to anybody you don't having the willingness to do that and the confidence because we know we can come back to it anytime as a formal meditation and actually we can connect with it in life that's why we do the meditation the first place to be able to you know to have a greater capacity and confidence that we can do this on the snap of a finger we can bring that up if especially if we have trained ourselves in it we can recognize you know, the frequency of the energy so letting it go and coming back you know the main object of the meditation which is the body breathing sitting and breathing just letting go you know the vastness of the Brahma Vihara and dropping that and coming back to the simplicity of the body sitting and breathing in and breathing out and doing that you know for another few minutes until I ring the bell. And then maybe feeling the little bit of a kind of attachment to the wide open mind of the Brahma Vihara and feeling Phew, coming back to this body feeling a certain amount of resistance Mm -hmm. and it's okay too just that's the way it is there's a time for this and a time for that in that moment you know when the mind lets go from the brahma vihara again and just sitting and having the mind not conditioned you know by anything in particular that's a taste of the unconditioned again and the unconditioned is one of the many you know words which are used in the scriptures for Nibbana. When the mind is not conditioned by any of the hindrances or any other conditionings such as the Brahma Viharas, when the mind is just open and, you know, is just simply with the body, the six senses and the life force, there's nothing else that's, again, again, a taste of the unconditioned. When the mind can just be with what is without spinning a story on top. Is not clinging to anything. The monkey mind, you're usually always clinging to some kind of a branch or something. Just the monkey stopping for a moment. That's what we are speaking about when we speak about the, the true resting place. And that's an acquired taste, so to say, and I mean, we have to familiarize ourselves with that. Possibility. Usually the mind is looking for concrete resting places, but they don't exist. The only certainty is that there is constant change. Now there's again time for gentle yoga and for group practice discussions and walking meditation and then uh, we'll see you here again at 3.45 and the bell will be ringing at 3.35 thank you